Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lafondra looking to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elmpark Rolls preview podcast supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, James, that was a horror show last Friday, attacking-wise, but we played Blackpool this Saturday. Oh, we've just got to see some shots, haven't we, really? <laughs> yeah, hi, Paul. Um, it's... It's, it's a big one, this one. It's got the feel. You know, they've managed to bring the big crowd in. I think it's going to be, what, between 17 and 18K, which will be far and away the biggest crowd of the season. Um, you know, and after the, the disappointment that was Cardiff, they just need a result. But it's got to a point now where, for some fans, it doesn't even feel like a result is enough. It, it's, it's got to be a performance to, to match. Um, you know, Rotherham was a big, big win. You know, you just need to get over the line. And I think it'll be sort of similar on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, ironically, if we actually do beat Blackpool on Saturday, I'm not taking anything for granted if you're a Blackpool fan. I'm not saying that is definitely going to happen. <laughs> I do hope it does, though. Uh, that would put us 13 points clear of Blackpool, which, you know, would be, uh, with 13 games left after that, you would say it would be a hard task for them to catch us. And they're one of the teams in the bottom three. I mean, if you just look at it objectively, that was our task at the start of the season. I know there's all the like play and everything. We all got frustrated after last Friday. But if you're Paul Lintz, are you sat there thinking, well, I'm doing my job if we win on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's exactly that. He was he was saying today how this season's been purely about staying up and, you know, by any means necessary. Uh, he did hint that, you know, next year would be a time of which you can properly sort of judge the style and, and the the panache of which you're picking up points. But this year was just purely about getting those points on the board. And as much as it's not always been entertaining to to watch, I, I personally would, would much rather Reading just pick up the results and keep ticking over than looking pretty like, you know, some would argue Swansea and then, and then not winning. I've got to say that's possibly the first time I've heard the word panache used with Reading FC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, no, maybe that's harsh. Maybe after the Blackburn game, 
maybe <laughs> maybe that was the moment when you could have used that and i'm really gutted i didn't use it now i'm gonna have to look, go back and listen to that podcast to see if i actually used that word pray for panache yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we do win on Saturday, that will definitely be in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Supported by James Earnshaw of the Reading Chronicle. <laughs> so I'll just be looking at some stats with our games against Blackpool. And in the last six matches, we haven't we've won one game, and that mm. was in the FA Cup match. Uh, bonus points to anyone who can remember the goal scorers in that game. That was away at Bloomfield Road. I will tell you at the end of this one, but I think before that, it was pretty good. But we've got to be kind of optimistic coming into this one, James. But what's this fitness situation? Because that's always a problem with the uh, Red FC. Yeah, there's a few sort of incomings and outgoings. So, um, Ince, Hendrick and Long are all back. Um, I know Ince sort of played some part on, on Friday, but he'll be, we'll be back from the start, I'd imagine. Hendrick's got over his virus and Shane Long's concussion. Uh, Tom Holmes is 50-50 uh, with his calf that's still causing a bit of jip. Um, Zhao, Ajaria, Baba and Hutchinson all out um, so sort of as it was with the outgoings but decent to have a few more incomings um, for what should hopefully be you know another decent home result you'd hope Yeah hopefully hopefully it will be a win but I do not want to tempt fate I mean I look at Blackpool's away form I think they're 21st in the away form with six so you look at that on paper and you say oh that should be a comfortable-ish win for Reading Football Club. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's just go back to the Rotherham match only yeah. a couple of weeks ago. That was not comfortable in any way, was it, James? No, no. It was, it was a massive, massive win. Um, especially sort of to do it from coming from behind. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it um, a particularly great performance. But it was a gritty one that Paul Ince's sides have shown sort of consistently throughout the season. You know where if they need to pick up a result in a certain game, you know, that they go and do it, especially at home. Yeah, I mean, if there was one spark, I think, from Friday night, I thought it was Femi Aziz. I thought he played pretty well when he got the ball and I was surprised when he was taking off. What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, well, you couldn't really take off Carroll, could you? Because he was winning absolutely everything in the air. Although he did heavily criticise um, today, saying that the, the team played too quickly to Andy Carroll um, and that they're sort of panicking. Uh, when they're under pressure, especially away from home, and just hoof it to Andy Carroll, which I think was quite evident on Friday. Um, but he won every duel. I think he won 16 aerial duels. Um, so, you know, the man's a mountain. You just need to get players up and around him that can sort of benefit from the flick-ons. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I don't think he played badly at all. I think the system's difficult when he's playing, but he's doing the best that he can, Andy Carroll. I, I still think that you can't criticise him for his efforts, uh, ever. I think he gives everything that he's got. Now, we're going to have an extra 5,000 in there from the new scheme that Reading FC are doing this season. Um, they've had a few of these now, the kids in the Dolan. That means I will be absolutely sabotaged. And absolutely, like, <laughs> people like celebrating goals that are not goals. But I love it. It's great to have all those other people in there. It's fantastic. There will be sweet rappers everywhere. Mm. It will be limbs in the, in limbs in the Dolan. There's also going to be a slightly bigger allocation in Club 1871. I feel that will be a different atmosphere to the Doland <laughs> um, because Blackpool have only taken maybe 400 tickets, which I'm not going to criticise. Um, fair play to them. It's a long journey and it's not cheap at the moment. Is um, But is for me, it feels like a must win, James. I'm, gonna like, I'm not going to ask you for your prediction yet, but it does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah, more than anything, just to calm calm the narrative down a bit. I mean, 
everyone kind of went a bit mental after Cardiff and sort of calling for heads and, you know, um, pitchforks and, and whatever else seemed to be out. So, you know, just a, a nice... pitchforks. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just a nice... I know it doesn't happen often, but a nice, comfortable win. Just, you know, we turn up, we look comfortably better from the first minute, get, get an early goal, maybe get one just after half-time, maybe finish one off in the end, and then you can just sort of calm down and just regroup and, and realise you're probably, if you win like that, you'll probably be in the top half, if not just on the edge of the top half. And you can think, well, you know, it's been a decent com- you know, decent reward for, for how the season's gone so far, as opposed to, you know, how, how it's been at the minute. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is a wild place. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt on that. It's um, very intense. It's an emotional roller coaster on there. It's, uh, there is no in-between. It's always uh, mm. we're incredibly good, or we're just the worst team and the most shit team that they've ever seen. And there's an embarrassment. <laughs> Let's fold the club. Let's burn the stadium down. And it's all done. <laughs> it's never any in between, is there? Never. It's just the way it works. It's but football fandom. Exactly. I understand that people are uh, very passionate about it because they love the club, aren't they? I get that completely. So, James, now is the time. I'm going to ask you the question What is your prediction for us against Blackpool on Saturday? And. Who will score the first goal if oh, there is God. one? Yeah, okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go sort of for a change, optimistic. I'm gonna go three-one win, uh, and I reckon Tomint will score the first goal. Okay, well, to be fair, your prediction score lines haven't been correct um, at all. I don't think <laughs> um, I don't want to like down you, but like, <laughs> but the actual outcome, you've been virtually right every time. I think so. That that's that's not too bad at all. Well, predict predict that, a defeat away from home, and you're guaranteed to get that one correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just how <laughs> many, isn't it? We all know that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm gonna go for a two-one. A nervy 2-1 win mm. for us. I do think we'll win, but it will not be straightforward. Blackpool, Mick McCarthy, that is a combination that is <laughs> never going to be straightforward. I mean, slightly different topic, but Neil Critchley, since he's left Blackpool, well, that's all gone a bit wrong for him, hasn't it? Yeah, well, the poor bloke was only given 12 games at QPR. Uh, mm. You can't really do a great deal in 12 games. Um, but, you know, there's a decent coach in there and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if he... I mean, Mick McCarthy can't be a long-term option. So maybe he should just sort of go back with his tail between his legs at Blackpool and, and see if he can recreate the magic next year. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. And the answer to that question about the FA Cup match was... Lucas oh, I know the Boy. answer. Boy uh, you know and the answer. Jordan, a beater and Boy. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course you know the answer because actually we discussed <laughs> it before we started recording, James. No, Boy, boy you did. A BT didn't. I just knew that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, taking credit. What a professional. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for a lot for listening to this part of the podcast. Matt will hopefully be along with a preview with a Blackpool fan coming up just after the break. Oh, God, I hope we win on Saturday. <laughs> I really do. Thanks for listening to this part. Hello. This obviously isn't Matt, but uh, Alex here to just give you a bit of a low down on Blackpool. Haven't managed to get a Blackpool fan, unfortunately, today. So you are stuck listening to me for a few minutes talking about Blackpool, how their season's gone and what you can expect from them. Blackpool have been pretty poor away from home this season so far. They've only picked up three wins, 14 points away from home. Uh, All of their wins have been a one goal margin, uh, but they haven't actually won away from home since late October against Coventry City. 
They won last weekend against Stoke City at home, which was their most recent victory aside from that Coventry game back in late October. They haven't hadn't actually picked up three points for, for a few months there. The players that you probably are going to need to look out for this weekend, Jerry Yates is their main striker. He scored 10 goals this season, but he did come off in midweek against Blackburn uh, due to a hamstring injury in the first half. Chances are that he's probably a doubt for tomorrow's game, which is going to be a big positive for Reading um, because no other Blackpool player scored more than four goals yet this season. So we should hopefully see a relatively straightforward, fingers crossed, uh, defensive performance for Reading. Outside of Jerry Yates, the the other players that kind of are worth keeping an eye on potentially, uh, you've got Ian, pa- Ian Paveda on the right wing, um, who is a English 20, mid-20s player, Played for England under 20s, a um, lot of pace to him. Uh, and then you've you've got Morgan Rogers as well, who's a young left winger who's who's also he's only 20s, also played for England under 20s. Um, I think he's on loan from Man City this season. Not played a huge amount of games for them, um, but he joined during January transfer window, and he's he's played, I think nearly every game since he's joined um so he's he he's one to look out for on the left wing as well they play 43-1 typically so he'll be playing behind the striker on the left wing other than that blackpool have had mick mccarthy in charge now uh for seven games he's only picked up the one win as i said against stoke other than that he's had two draws at uh, home to Huddersfield and Rotherham, but so far has not picked up a point away from home yet. And Blackpool currently sit in 23rd place on 31 points. Level with Huddersfield and Wigan and then four points behind Cardiff, who obviously beat us last weekend. Five points behind Rotherham, who we managed to defeat during midweek last week as well. It's going to be a relatively scrappy game, you would imagine. So far this season, um, Blackpool haven't been free scoring particularly. They're averaging just under a goal a game, scoring roughly one and a half goals a game conceded away from home. There won't be a a massive amount of chances, I would imagine, for the team. Blackpool probably going to be very content if they can get a point away from home, given their current form is is pretty dire um, and they're not picking up points away from home. So we'll be back on Sunday with a roundup of the game tomorrow. And we will be speaking to you then. If you've enjoyed today's episode, however short it was, drop us a follow on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and a review would be fantastic. Until Sunday, cheers. Thank you.